Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is the podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. everyone and welcome back to another episode of journey to motherhood series this is part two of what is pcos and i get into more into my journey of pcos and the diagnosis and all of it and what i had to do to control everything um with what I what I was able to learn. So again, this is an episode that was pre-recorded in 2019 of September and I had to use this audio because I have I'm a new mom now and time is crazy fast and unpredictable. So I figured let's repurpose this episode because it was actually a good one. And again, I'm going to disclose I was sick at this time when I recorded this episode. So it gives me all the, it will give you guys all the information needed about my journey. And of course, with the new series of journey to motherhood, I will be talking about my pregnancy uh, throughout it, my diabetes with it, obviously everything that's in, you know, leading up to having my bundle of joy into my arms. And of course, after, you know, the stuff that we don't really talk about or share because, you know, it's, it's tough. So I just want to say thank you guys so much so far for your support. I've been getting such fantastic feedback. This is part two of what is PCOS of this new series on the podcast called Journey to Motherhood. So enjoy the episode and I'll catch you at the end like always. Dealing with the excruciating pain for so many years, I've tried so many teas. The best one I can say for me is chamomile helps a lot. Peppermint is another one. Um, making sure that I'm always taking my naproxen pills days before my cycle starts and during my cycle so I can sleep at night. Um, frequently making sure that you're going to the bathroom, um, changing your pads or tampons, whatever it is, um, keeping yourself clean. Um, it's like little maintenance stuff, but also the big thing is making sure you're going to your family doctor, your family physician or healthcare provider, whoever that you go to and make sure you're always getting your ultrasound, making sure that you're always, um, getting your blood work done and making sure that everything is okay. Right. So, Throughout the years, after college, and I started working, um, I got into this thing of running, and it was because a trainer mind where I worked at a gym, um, she really got me into running, and I kind of was obsessed with it. I was, I was really obsessed with it. So I did um, my first five k. I did a ten k. And then I was aiming for a half marathon. So I could say that I was running for about five years. Um, And I was so obsessed. Like, it was amazing. I felt good. I ran with my periods. I didn't care how heavy it was. But I was doing it. I was doing my practices. I was doing my trainings. I was aiming for all of that. And I was just noticing my body changing 
Like I was feeling so much better. I was losing so much weight. I felt so much confidence because the way I felt after I was running, I was feeling so good with myself and the confidence was really high up there because I was just like, wow, running is helping me. Running is helping me feel good. Now, after I've completed my 21 kilometers, which I don't know how much it is in miles, guys, I'm sorry. I, so this is my half marathon after I completed it, I felt like, okay, so my next goal is going to be 40. So I upped my kilometers up and this is where I started to feel really bad. I started really to feel different. My periods stopped coming. My periods stopped coming. Ladies, my periods stopped coming. And this is where I kind of like woken up and I was just like, okay, missed my period two months now. I missed it for three. I missed it for four. I missed it for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I missed it for a year. So after a year, I was worried, but not so much. I was kind of enjoying it because I was like, I got my period when I was in grade four coming home from cross country meet. And that was such a long time. And now that I'm like 25 and it stopped for a year, I'm like, okay, maybe this is just a break. This is just a break. The universe is just giving me a break. Little did I know there was something else coming to me. So my mom, she's asked me, so you haven't had your period in a year? And I said, yeah, I'm not pregnant. Um, no bun in, no muffin in the oven, like they say, or bun in the oven. Um, nothing so she asked me have you seen your gynecologist have you seen your doctor and I said well we did ultrasounds there's nothing really going on everything's okay um and she's like well you better get that checked out because typically you should be having your period every single month she kind of bursted my bubble and um I, I went to the family doctor went to go see a specialist for uh, a gynecologist and then when I walked into this gynecologist room I was just like, I'm surrounded by pregnant women. <laughs> Shoot, this feels so weird. So I'm in my running clothes. It was like a day off because I took the morning off and then I was going to head up to work later off, later on. And um, the first thing this gynecologist asked me, are you a runner, rower, dancer? Um, oh, what was the other one? Runner, rower, dancer, um, a cyclist and a gymnast. And I'm like, no. And she's like, well, you got to tell me, like, are you one of those that I've listed? And I said, well, I'm a runner. And she's like, are you a professional athlete? And I'm like, no. And she asked, are you just recreational? Yes. What are you training for? Full marathon. And it was like dead silence for me. And the gynecologist said, you need to stop running. And when she said I had to stop running, I felt so much emotion in my body. It was getting really hot. And I felt like my world was coming down. I was running for so long. I was running to make myself feel better. And I tell her, but how does running affect this? And she's like, how many 
uh, kilometers you're running every week and I said between I lied and I said between five to ten or sometimes uh, ten to fifteen a week um and she's like no tell me the serious truth because I can see that you're 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 going through a lot right now and I'm trying to read you and I feel like you're not telling me the truth so then I said I'm running to train for my a full marathon in February and mind you I did go see her in November December and she's like you need to stop running after hearing that for what the third time that you need to stop running the rush of emotions came to me and I was just like but why she's like we're gonna do some blood work you're gonna pick a specific day and a specific time and you're gonna get that blood work done we're gonna do some blood testing for the next six weeks and after the six weeks, hopefully your period should be coming. You need to cut down your kilometers of running. And she's like, did you want to go on birth control so we can regulate your period? I'm like, but how's that work? What if I plan on getting married and I want to have children? And she's like, when do you have planning on children? I'm like, I don't know, say in like the next two years or so. She's like, then we can't put you on birth control. But birth control is going to help you regulate your periods. Now, if your period doesn't come in, in the next six weeks after you, you know, follow my recommendations, then you're going to have to take birth control. And I was just sitting there like, how does that make sense? How is it me taking birth control is going to help the situation, even if I want to have children? So she was just like, well, you decide what you want to do. So I kind of said, well, why don't I just take the birth control? And then if I need, I don't need to come back. Because mind you, everybody, a gynecologist appointment, it's not easy to get one here. It takes forever. And I was thinking, it's just the convenience. If it doesn't show up, at least I got the prescription, take it out, done, off I go. And I start taking them. But she's like, nope, let's do the blood work. Let's see what happens. And then we'll go from there. I will call you if there's something, but let's just do a checkup and we'll see you in the next eight weeks. So after this eight weeks, I go and see her and she's like, oh, did you get your period? And I was like, yeah, I actually did. And she's like, yeah, because it showed here. She went more into the scientific stuff, which I completely forgot what she said. This was a long time ago. And uh, she's like, well, there you go. Your period's here. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. She's like, what are you doing anyway? And I said, well, I cut down my running. I'm only running five kilometers uh, a week and I'm just taking it easy. And she's like, okay, you can still do other exercises. That is no problem. So after that, I had my period for two months and then it stopped again. I didn't end up going to the same gynecologist because I was like, I need a second opinion of what's going on because I really don't want to go on birth control. And I went back to my doctor and then she's like, you know what? After getting the results from the gynecologist, because they do, they send their own notes of what they think the problem is. And those are notes that we really don't see. So my doctor's like, well, I think the diagnosis here is that you have PCOS and I was just like, okay. And she's like, this is what the doctor said that you have PCOS. And she's like, did she tell you that? I'm like, not really. She explained it briefly, but not too much. And guys, I don't remember much about it. I just know what I just said. And, um, I know I've repeated the story about like three times and every time this particular sit down with the doctors, it's been something that I don't remember fully what happened, but I do know the basics and what was I, the stuff that I was recommended. So my family doctor said that, um, 
you may have PCOS and um, she prints out like this whole big form of what PCOS is and stuff like that. And I went home and I read it and all the symptoms and I'm going through the symptoms on the sheet and I'm just like, shoot, like I, this is what I have. Um, the anxiety and depression did not come till later on. Um, the hair growth, I've always had it, skin tags, everything like that's, that's normal. So she's like, we have to really monitor your periods, make sure you're always recording them. And that way we have those on record. Now, fast forward a couple of years, I started to realize that I was getting irregular periods and I was still confused to why. I know I have this PCOS, but why am I getting these periods? What do I do? What can I do? Um, there was times in my life that was really stressful because there's a lot has happened in my family where it's, it just got really stressful. And I just, you know, when you're stressed out, they say that your period stops and it doesn't come. So most of that time was because of that and being so stressful with everything was just at that point where I was like, okay, my period's never coming. Cause now you're trying to make yourself less stressful to help your period to come. But then also it's like so many other things are being involved. What do I do at this point? It was really hard. I just didn't know. I kind of let it be. If my period didn't come, it didn't come. Um, you know, if my period decided to come, that was great. And one time I was at work and it was in February, very cold day. I'm sitting at work and I feel this excruciating pain coming. It was so bad that I started bleeding. I was freaking out. I felt like, I don't know how it feels to get shot or whatever, but if, if that could be a thing, an experience, like, I don't know. It was so painful, guys. It was so painful. I called my husband. I said, hey, I'm not feeling well. I left the car there. And then I said, I'm not doing so great. And then I tell my boss and I said, I can't, I need to go home. I'm not feeling well. I feel like I'm going to throw up. Like, it's just, this is more than what, this is the normal. My husband comes, he follows me or is it, he just picks me up and I left my car. I think that's what happened. Sorry guys. Like I said, like there's some things I do remember sometimes some of the things I don't. And I, I ended up being at the hospital first. No, first I went to drop off my car. That's what happened. So he followed me from behind and then I went to drop off my car at home. He went straight to the walking clinic and I said, I hear this really bad excruciating pain. Like I was just sitting at my desk and then like something just like it popped in there. It was crazy. Then he says, well, it's a good thing for coming in. She's, he's like, when was your last period? I said, well, it's been a couple months. And then he's like, you know what? I think you need to go to the hospital. So getting, we go to the hospital to our nearest one and holy crap, the pain just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And it took a while to get in, first of all, because when you don't know what it is, it's you're obviously it's like, let's deal with the most, most um, dangerous case first and then we'll deal with you after. Guys, it was so painful. It was a lot of pain. I felt very nauseous. I wanted to throw up everything. And what happens once I get taken in, I get blood work done. I get some IV in me. And then they tell me that, oh, I do some ultrasound work. I do an x-ray. I do the whole works and a ton of blood work that they had to take out. 
after hours and hours of waiting at the hospital because that's what the problem is here in Toronto, Canada. There's just the wait line. The wait times are so crazy. I think after like 12 hours, they tell me that my cyst ruptured. So my cyst ruptures. It was excruciating, excruciating pain. Worse than the pain that I ever dealt with. And guys, I've dealt with pain. Pain, pain from like my menstrual cramps. Pain that is so rough that I'm just like, why? Why do I have to suffer through this pain? So once we find out that it was a cyst rupture, I was told by the nurse to kind of just take it easy. Um, you know, still continue to wear a pad just he starts to bleed more from the rain, the rain or excess of it from the cyst rupture. If it does happen again, you need to come back. But then if there's serious issues that we're going to face, then I'm told sitting there that um, I'm not going to be able to have children. So imagine just sitting there with your husband or fiance at the time. Now he's my husband and being told that we can't have kids. And I just started bawling my eyes out and my husband's just staring at me like I was just telling him like, I hope you understand. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional. I'm like, I hope you understand what I go through because it's not easy. I've been dealing with pain all my life. And the fact that I have irregular periods and all of this is because of the PCOS. And I hope you just understand that having a children may not be in the cards. But I just hope you can understand. And that's the one thing I said to him. So the nurse was very like, you know, it's a, it's really tough. And women who have PCOS, it's, it's even harder on them. And then I had another doctor come in, kind of give you the synopsis of what happened, what what's gonna, what's the turnout for later, and they recommended me to start treatments for infraternity and like, you know, all the other stuff. And I, at that moment, I'm just like, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just thinking to get myself better after this disruption, and then we'll figure out after. But it was a good moment where my husband, fiance at the time could really understand and see what this whole thing that I'm going through is all about it was a great um information informative um lesson for him to know because a lot of men think like you know oh it's easy to have kids so easy but no it isn't not for a lot of women guys one in ten women wear the teal one in ten women wear the teal and I'm one of them. So after that, I've taken care of myself and I started kind of just like, you know what? I'm going to go see a naturopath because I've met, have, I know women who's gone through the medicated treatment way to deal with PCOS. And I've, I've seen the list of medications given and I was just like, I can't do that. I cannot do that. And guys, I did a lot of research. I was going through a bunch of websites to see which clinic I should be going, which clinic I should be start taking. I even went to a walking clinic to get his opinion if he knew anybody in the industry 
recommended me so many people. I went to see different clinics. I went to meet up with different naturopaths. Like a lot, a lot that I had to do on my own part because I said, I need to take control of this PCOS. I can't let this PCOS take me down. And just because I had a cyst rupture, this is not the end of the world. It just keeps going. And the people around you need to go with you and have that support with you. I've gained weight. I've tried to lose weight. I've gained weight again. I tried to maintain it. It's just crazy. With PCOS, you don't even know what to expect. I've had through, I've gone through depression phases. I've gone through a lot of anxiety. I've gone through mood swings to a point where I thought it was just like, who am I? I feel like I'm not the person that I was before. How can I control this PCOS? How can I control this hormone imbalance? What do I do? And as you heard before, I did so much research and I tried going back to the gym and it wasn't working. I, it just, it's crazy. It was just crazy. And I always think like I have to go to the gym literally seven days a week in order to lose like 10 pounds in the next three months. You know, it's, it's a lot harder. I had to change my eating habits and everything and nothing was working. It worked for like three months. So I kind of just got fed up and I was just like, you know what? I need a solution. I need someone that can help me. So after so much research and so much, you know, visiting doctors and clinics and stuff like that, I said, I'm not going to go through the Medicaid way. And the reason why, and this is my opinion, because the amount of, medications that you're recommended that they want you to take which I feel like it's unsafe because you're just creating other problems internally so thankfully with my work benefits package I see that I can see a natural path almost every day if I wanted to and just pay a little bit of the difference and I was just like you know what I'm gonna try natural path so I had to do a hard search of a natural path with a good success rate and who is experienced in PCOS. So you need to make sure when you're finding a natural path, you need to find one that is experienced and has deal with women and a great success rate with PCOS. So I ended up finding one close to my home that's easy for me to get to even on the weekends if I have to go. And... Um, we, we sent, I sent her an email and I said, Hey, I'm looking into your services, but I need someone that has experience with dealing, um, with dealing with women with PCOS. And this doctor told me that they have a huge success rate. Um, they've gone women with PCOS, have their regular periods back, control them they were able to take a handle of their PCOS symptoms and also continue to live their life and also have n- babies naturally. So I was so intrigued by it. And after my first visit, um, we did a lot of talking because she wanted to know what happened since day one all the way till now. And I started uh, working with her and now I can say things are really good because I've taken a handle of my PCOS. I found a fraternity clinic that can do the examinations. I can work with my natural uh, path doctor to send in the results. And, um, you know, I stopped taking, I stopped going to take the blood work out because it's just my work schedule has gone crazy. 
And, but I, what I can say is that with a naturopath, I was given supplementation that will work for me and help me control my hormone imbalances. And the one thing the doctor told me, she says, when it comes to things naturally, um, it's going to take a lot longer, a lot longer for things to kick in and make a difference. And I was just like, you know what? It's okay. I have plenty of time. And she's like, you know, but you got to put in the work. We, I work with you. I give you what you need to do, but you need to put in the work and it's not going to be easy. So I was on a PCOS diet, which I had to eliminate everything, which is sugar and carbs, uh, get on a gluten-free diet and just have veggies and protein. Um, the other thing is supplementations, a bunch of supplementations to help with my overall you know, health and well-being, like egg production and, um, you know, uterus, health of the uterus and overall, um, it's, it was a lot of things and I don't remember on the top of my head, but then she's like, you have to keep yourself between like six months to a year in order to see results, but it depends on the person's body. We did acupuncture, we targeted certain points that can help us um, help my body to kind of get back into the rhythm of things and get back what it used to be. And it was just a lot of things, like a lot of things we did. After four months of being consistent, I finally got my period. And I was just like, wow. So the acupuncture was doing really well with my body. The supplements with it had given it an extra boost. Um, I was just so overwhelmed. I even started crying. I cried, everybody. I cried when I first saw my period again. I never thought that I would be like, oh my God, I need my period again. Who would have thought that I would be thinking that? So as the months progressed, I can say it's been like a year and a half now working with my naturopath. And it's been such a huge success that we were able to control my symptoms um, with the basic supplementation. And I've been able to have my periods again and have them regularly, which who would have thought, right? You with the moments that I remember being at the hospital thinking like, oh my gosh, like this is over. But no, there is a chance. There is a way. There's a way to take care of it. There's a way to manage it. We just got to look outside of the box. And I feel like that outside of the box is the natural path. She has been so amazing and super knowledgeable and has helped me in every single thing ever. I don't regret it. I, you know, it is costly sometimes, but when you do the math and compare the medicated way, which most of us are not covered with, it ends up being almost less expensive with the natural path. And in this way, my body is taking supplementation that's good for me, opposed to taking medicated medicine that is not good for me and that can harm you in different ways long-term in the future. So my opinion is to do a lot of research, see what's what works best for you. And taking the decision of doing the natural way has helped me so much and I'm seeing the results. Now the next step is to see if we're able to have a child, which it's a lot of work, a lot of foods that I have to be in taking, um, that can make this work and I'm excited for the next step but me sharing my story today is to help all of you 
really feel like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is something for us. Maybe the natural way doesn't work for you. Maybe the medical way is the right way of doing it. You know, you can decide what you feel like is right to put into your own body. And it will work. It will work. Me being able to share the story, like I said, and hopefully to help someone Hopefully it can change someone's mindset to seek the help. It's, you know, I know there's not a cure for this. There isn't. But there's so much stuff out there that's, you know, with the innovative technology and stuff, there is something. We just need to learn how to management. I know the big thing was food. Food we need to be very cautious with and know what foods we should be intaking 100%. So, I noticed there's a bunch of Facebook groups that you can sign up for women's health and support. You can ask questions. Um, Instagram, there's been so many Instagram pages that you can really learn tips and tricks. Um, There is a lot of stuff out there. A lot of support groups, a lot of Facebook groups. Get into your community and see what they have for people, for women with PCOS. Um, Just Google it. And I'm hoping with my story, it can help someone out there who is suffering through PCOS. And for those who are taking charge and seeking out that medical advice, either naturally or not, you know, you're doing the right thing by seeking the help to control this. Because I know it's not easy for us. It really isn't. It really sucks to be going to the gym seven days a week, killing yourself and you're not losing weight, right? But you're doing whatever it takes. It's just going to take a while for our bodies to get used to it. And that's the reality. So am I losing weight now? Yes, I am with the foods that I'm eating. Now I have to kind of do like a reset cleanse as per my naturopath. And then, you know, I started the gym just a couple weeks ago, which to help me balance out my hormones and we should be good. So I just wanted to share my story out there to all of you. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, so there's some moments I got really emotional, just like, oh my God, <laughs> it's the truth. And like, that's how I felt at the time. And it, you know, I know most of us go through anxiety and, depress and depression and, you know, we need to find ways that find a hobby that makes us happy. And that's where the podcasting came in. It made me happy and it's making me happy. So find hobbies that will help you ease down your stress find hobbies that can help you ease down your anxiety and depression because i know the biggest thing that my naturopath has said we need to keep stress-free lifestyle and you got to find something that can help you ease your mind and reduce that stress. If it's working out, if it's coloring a book, if it's even podcasting or joining a support group, whatever it is, we got to find that. We need that time for ourselves too. That's the big thing. You need to make time for yourself. And I have gone to massages. I see my naturopath once a week. I go to the gym three times a week. I'm planning on upping it up you know, find something that will help you reduce your stress and find time for yourself in order to control these symptoms that we're going through. After a year and a half of working with my naturopath, I'm going to continue on of what happened through like after that, if that makes any sense. So I'm going to share with you next week what I continue to do 
yes, it's true. You got to find a hobby. You got to reduce the stress and you will find the results within. But I'm going to talk about it more in detail because things got hectic. Have you ever had to have that conversation with your significant other of thinking, okay, like I'm not giving you what we both want you got to find the other way out. Like, have you had that conversation? I'm going to share that with you. You know, when you start picking up different hobbies and how do you keep yourself in check? How do you not burn yourself out? You know, I have this crazy drive of wanting to achieve my goals and I'm going to share more into detail because a lot of that has to do in effect with your happiness and your overall well-being. So, I'm so grateful for all of you and for your support. Don't forget to continue to check out the series Journey to Motherhood. This was part two of what is PCOS and more into my PCOS journey and working with a naturopath. And I'm going to continue on because this is something that I feel like a lot of moms need that outlet and they want to be relatable. So don't forget next week we'll have a new episode and that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of the Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka the gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you're listening to a little bit of everything with Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.